It's 10 o'clock, everyone, on a Saturday morning, 55 and sunny the high, 27 tonight, 50 Sunday and Monday, 48 degrees. Lines are jammed. It's been a good morning. We kicked with Robert Spencer talking about State of the Union and talking about U.S. foreign policy and then talking about it one-year anniversary with the 24th of uh, February. One, one year ago, Vladimir Putin announces the special military operation, the full-scale invasion of Ukraine, and we're talking about what all of that means to you and to the country itself. Then we're talking about the State of the Union. State of the Union is called the SOTU sometimes. I read about it. So I'm reading about the State of the Union. They call it the SOTU, S-O-T-U, State of the Union. And it's the annual message delivered by the President of the United States to a joint session of Congress. And it begins every year. And FD, we're talking about FDR, State of the Unions, and people telling the truth. You know, it's not good. And Joe, of course, said the State of the Union is strong. George Bush said the same thing. I was talking about in 81 when uh, Reagan uh, had become the 40th president, delivering that speech, which I thought was so remarkable, turning the light back on after after Johnson, Nixon, and the tragedy of Jimmy Carter. So I'm listening to a bunch of people on radio often on this week and a little bit of TV stuff and, you know, missing the point, but it doesn't matter. Uh, we're talking about the appearance of Joe and what Joe was saying. And I had an idea, and I thought I was skiing. I thought, why don't we have our audience deliver our own State of the Union? Um, and it's been kind of fun looking at State of the Union, State of the Union address. And Joe said the State of the Union is strong. I'd like to use a couple minutes, if you would, and we'll do it. So we have um, jam lines. Let's go with Nick. Nick, you're on the radio show. Good morning. Good morning. I'll, I'll make it brief. I I basically agree with you in law in broad strokes, but uh, there are a couple things I want to mention. We became kind of the defender of the free world from '45 on because the rest of the world it was in shambles. We were the only ones where our economy was still intact and not blown apart. However, we should have given that job over to these other countries once they rebuilt their economies and were able to defend themselves. So, unfortunately, it's kind of continued, and now the American taxpayer is stuck with these huge military budgets to defend people that could easily defend themselves. Well, and that's a matter of statecraft. Well, we should have uh, what, we did, just, what we did as the British European colonials uh, retreated, we took their place. We took the place of the French in Indochina, as the French were defeated by Ho Chi Minh. We yes. took the we took the place of the French, um, and there's no other way out of it. Uh, we, well, we could have what we should have done, and this was statecraft. We should have backed out as soon as France and England and Europe had rebuilt their economies, and but, they could start doing their but, own defense. But that we wasn't should have done that. But no, we didn't. Wait a minute. That, again. The role of the multinational corporation was to make money cheap money. There were places yes. to go to make that money, whether it was petroleum in the Middle East, for whatever reasons in Central America, certainly Asia, Southeast Asia. And the premise was the communists are coming. And if you go and read the lives of the people who were doing these things, they were simply turned away, and they eventually end up uh, with the CP and Russia. They end up in these different places. But the United States of America, particularly when you get uh, after, after FDR is dead, 
And we begin to take the place of the Europeans in their colonial wars. The British are driven out of the third world. The British are driven out of Africa. It's one of the reasons why the British fought so hard to keep Ireland. It wasn't that they wanted Ireland as much as they were worried about what would happen in South Africa. They were worried about what would happen in India. They were worried about what would happen with Pakistan. That was the empire. As the empire was driven back, we were taking their place. And certainly in Southeast Asia, you can make a tremendous case. As the French leave Dien Bien Phu after being defeated, the United States props up uh, the Diem brothers. They prop up 13 successive governments in Saigon that were not elected. They were just nothing but, but prop-ups. And we replaced the French. And we replaced, well, well, I, we replaced people different places in the world. And it all well, comes well, home. We should have done, well, when these other countries had built up their economies again, after being blown apart in the Second World War, we should have stepped back. Well, and that's statecraft. But we didn't do that. But again, we you, and again, that. it's the rise of the CIA. It's the rise of the multinational corporation. It's the use of the American military to protect the flag. When, that's when, exactly when, right. When the, American, when the American multinationals go abroad, they take the, they take the military with them. That's true. Now, as, as, as to the condition of this country, it's terrible. And I just hope, I just hope somebody of Ronald Reagan's stature rises, because well, if we get another Joe Biden, uh, I think it's going to be too you, late to fix did, anything. Did, did you watch him? Did, did you watch him the other night? I was forced to, and I, then I had to look away. I just—I yeah. uh, was about ready to throw rocks. At the well, I, you know, and then he's been out on this tour, and uh, he was on uh, Spanish Lag when I think it was Telemundo, and it, it looks like his eyebrows are wired up. I mean, I—I I know. I, I mean, I don't know if—I don't know if it's a stunt double or not. I don't well, know. <laughs> and then when he wears those Michael Michael Jackson dark lockouts, you know, and you can't see his eyes, and he's got a—he's got a reedy voice. And um, yet the Republicans, you know, what's her name? Taylor Green turns it into pro wrestling, starts screaming. Oh, God. I know. No, I know. Just, and I, 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 I just. So I, w- I was telling somebody we we're talking about this. And when Ronald Reagan um, in 81 and he turned the light back on for me and I was a much younger man. But we had been through. Johnson, Nixon. And as I said, the tragedy, right. the tragedy of Jimmy Carter, this guy standing up there. And you sound like an old enough guy. Like the light goes back on. I go, okay, you know, we're 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 there. He, you know, he he confronts Gorbachev. He, you know, does these things. And now, how could we go from there to there? And well, to, this is the one thing that brings down all empires. They can't afford it anymore. Well, you can't. No, and you right can't. Right now, oh. right now we're thirty-one trillion, thirty-two trillion dollars in the hole. And look, one what of they, these days that that's going to catch up to us. Oh, it's caught up, and they just have it's to kick. It's caught up, but then it's going to get ugly. And they, they, all they do is knock the bottom out of it and do another one. So, But I uh, look at this stuff, and I think to myself, and then we're screwing around in, in Ukraine, uh, the, um, the balloon, the bubble boy. And it's, once again, it's the, it's the military-industrial complex looking for a fight. They were so pleased with Afghanistan. They were so pleased with, with, with Iraq. They were pleased in Southeast Asia. These people love this stuff, and they're making money. Yes, they do. They're making money. Let me, I just want to make, again, one more comment and get off the phone because there are plenty of other people who want to talk. What's going to bring this country down 
is that we simply cannot afford this nonsense anymore. It brought down the Roman Empire and every other Persian, empire. They um, simply British. couldn't afford it. They Look, couldn't afford it anymore. The last great empire to go in our, my lifetime, your lifetime, is the Soviets. And remember, they do not explode, they implode. Exactly. They, and that's important. Exactly. I mean, because you could say, you know, the, the, uh, the Japanese empire exploded. We exploded their ass. But the Soviets imploded. And one of the main variables in the implosion was their war in Afghanistan. And, and, and the Romans overstretched themselves. You can go on down well, the sure. list. Well, they, were, they, they were fighting in the Middle East. The Romans were fighting who? They were fighting, you know, radical forces of, 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 of the tribes of Israel. They were fighting what we modern times call Palestinians uh, and trying to keep the lid on stuff. And as they tried it in India under, uh, before Gandhi rises and they do it in Pakistan. And they do it everywhere that they can. They do it in South Africa. They do it in Kenya. And eventually they get booted out. And what happens to the United States? How many times? Well, it's, it's, it's sad. It's, in a, it's repetitive. And I just hope that somebody of Ronald Reagan's stature mm. rises well, because otherwise we're in deep trouble. But the problem, I do not want the, – the I don't want Trump around. I don't want no. Biden around. Oh, God, I want no. a whole, God, no. whole new bloodline. But here's the, whole new bloodline. Here's the, here, here's the problem. There are men and women out there that could do the job. I don't know if they want to put their hat in the ring exactly. or stick, stick their head in the noose. Reagan, so caustic. Yeah, I mean, I, I watched this thing that Trump drops the picture on uh, DeSantis and said he's grooming high school oh, girls. That oh, that was horrible. Well, no, it, it wasn't. Like, it's been done before. That picture's been out there for I know. eight or nine years. And I thought to myself, you pig. He is. You know, and here's a guy that you're reading. I'm reading the Cohen stuff now. And he has unprotected anal sex with Stormy Daniels. And that's the payoff. And his wife just gave birth. And now you're going to say something. And I'm serious. I know. I mean, it's, I, it's you know, Harry, 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 Harry Truman had that great line. Never trust a man that cheats on his wife. Uh, I liked Harry Truman. Oh. I, he was a good. He was. Uh, but the famous thing that he's known for, the buck stops here. Huh? Now it's the buck never stops on my yeah. lap anymore. You know, Harry, yeah. there's fault. a lot. There's a lot of revisiting Harry. Um you know, when he left, he had some really low ratings. And the, yes. thing, the thing about Harry, this is like, because I'm a Harry guy reader. Harry and um, Bess, that was his name, her name. They walked to the train station. From they, and they got on the train with their luggage. And they, he walked to the train station, dragging his bag. They got on the train. They went back to Missouri. That's exactly <laughs> right. I mean... Can you see the Clintons doing that, no, or, or, no, or Obama? No, no, walk, no, 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 no. Hi, right, man. Good and call. Harry Truman did not use the presidency to get rich. No, oh no, 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 no. He, I, I went to his house in Missouri. You know, it's like he has, he has a Truman Library in his house, and I mean, you can make all kinds of stuff about Harry, who he was, what he said, what he did, and stuff like that. But and that you know, he was kept in the dark. FDR kind of uses him, right, right, but. He, but he, he rose to the occasion. Yes, he did. Yes, yeah. he did. And I want to get off the phone and give other people Thanks, a Bobby. chance. Thanks, Bob. Be safe, man. Thank you. All right. If you're an old guy like me, and I just bought a new motorcycle. That's right. Um, the one I had, I really liked, but I didn't like it enough. And so I bought a new motorcycle. I skied two days last week. I was in the gym this morning. Dr. McAllen. And the answer, and I send her pictures. like. I took a picture of, actually, Gary DeFrance, we skied together. He took a picture of me 
And we were at the top of this really good run, and I sent it to McAllen. And I always thank her. Hey, thank you. McAllen saved my life. It kept me healthy ever since. Imagine a world where you're not just another number and your doctor knows everything about you and spends time discovering all that's necessary to get you and keep you well, not only healthy, but optimally healthy. Healthy. This world exists at Cenogenics Denver. You, you'll be seen and cared for by the great doctors. I know Dr. Watt. We say, hey, Doc, how are you? know, we talk. But McAllen is a healer, and she's like, listen to me, and I'll get you through this. Helping you achieve your peak cognitive, physical, and metabolic health. We're going on a motorcycle ride this summer. We're going to go. I've never been to the Custer Battlefield. And so Kenny and the General and Ugly Jay and like all kinds of guys want to go. Sheriff Reams and get on the bikes and ride and see Montana and then go into Sturgis. I mean, and just skiing and feeling good and being in the gym. So I say this and I gulp. I'll turn 80 this year. And the guidance and support of McAllen and Cenogenics, I'm still skiing. I'm riding my bike. Dex- exercise every day. Full of energy. She is the best call. And Michelle answers the phone. Michelle's right there, too. Call Cenogenics, 720-302-2992. Tell them I sent you. 303 2992 702 And you talk to McAllen today. All right, so now we go to Steve. Steve, you're up. You're on the radio show. Good morning. Yeah, hi. I, uh, I'll be honest with you. I didn't watch State of the Union because I know it would make me mad. That's funny. I thought um, I would use the uh, the time in a more productive way. Okay. And they had the TV there with him on there and uh, my favorite college team. So I, I watched the college team because you don't have sound. But, uh, <laughs> I knew that Biden would be lying, and yeah. sure enough, his lips were moving. But um, that was right during that balloon uh, deal. And then this yesterday, they shot down a balloon. Well, they don't know yeah. what it was. They call it a flying object or something. They, they, you know what I think it was, and more likely what it was, is the military went out, sent up a balloon. And shot it down. Shoot it down <laughs> do you, and get do you, that ability. May, may I stop, stop you for one second? Do you know what's happened to your trust? You sound like me. Oh, I have no trust. No, thank you. It's a it's a very wise man I'm talking to. You know, Biden's a known liar from when he was the senator to the laptop yeah. to um, but, whether he worked with his son or not. But how, many, I mean, how about this? We every, this is not enough, enough of this on talk radio this week. What would you say if I said to you, Steve, give me two minutes on the State of the Union? What would you say? That. Um, we're basically in trouble. Inflation is high. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's ever going to come back down. And um, uh, our credibility in the world is shot. And that um, balloon that China had that was going over our military installations, you know they were uploading that to their satellites. They See, got all the information. You so know, the, shoot it down the, Chinese, I, I, the Chinese uh, have been den- denying this. Uh, the Now, you do what you want to do. It's two sides, right? But the Chinese accuse the United States of lying to the world about the about the about this balloon. I don't know what the truth is because I no more would believe one side than I would believe the other. The thing that strikes me is how much technology. I'm like I go back to me and the Chinese, but the Chinese have a very long history of manufacturing in their country for our country and taking money that they want. There have been lawsuits. Um, 
people that you read in the technology field telling the Chinese are stealing all the time. But uh, there are other people that I read. I got really ready for the show. There's people that I read that said, look, they didn't have to steal it. We hand it over to them. And the multinationals avoid corporate taxes that should have been imposed here in the United States. And they steal technology, but they also get handed technology. Um, how, why... It doesn't make sense to me. You know, what the way they can hack and the way they can see in and they have satellites. The balloon doesn't make sense to me, but maybe that's just me. Well, I the satellites can their satellites can only be over the land just fifteen minutes. Whereas a balloon can hover over military installations but, and gather information. Do you th- and I even heard that they have a radar that could actually penetrate uh, uh the ground? Oh no, that that's the US has had that. Remember when um they were telling stories, and I, I, out of the first Gulf War, where they, the U.S. satellite technology, if you were smoking cigarettes, they could tell you what pack you were, what, what brand you were smoking. Um, if the balloon is this harmless civilian craft, um, and then the stories that they, they've been flying these balloons in the past, um, you know, I... I, I'm 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 old enough to have seen too many con jobs to have a position. I mean, you may, and it's okay, but um, we did all that for them. We built everything that they have. Were built with U.S. money. You know that. Yeah, of course. So, at what were they at sixty thousand feet or whatever it was, and. I think if they want to know stuff, there's a lot easier and high, more high-tech ways to know it. Well, I don't know. It may have to do with the actual uh, weather here in the U.S. Yeah, of course. Getting that information. I mean, maybe they want to know what uh, what level to send the uh, EMP if they decide yeah. to do that. Maybe they but, had canvas biological weapons that they well, released. Once again, here's the problem with it. We are, the, we're, we are their principal market. Um, they buy our debt. The Chinese banks buy American debt. They every probably one out of every three big screens that they make comes here. One of the my, American, huh? the Americans have more debt than the Chinese do. I think it's only like three or four percent compared. The, the biggest debt holder is the American people. Well, no, that's in the Federal Reserve. No, I agree. But the, what, what what's in it for the Chinese when they need this country to dump? Might be the right word. Might not be the right word. But to put their products here, I'm sitting here with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven screens. Every one of these screens was made into PRC. Now, remember the Chinese have long-term goals, not short-term like we do. I understand. With so this, and but, it takes them uh, forty or fifty years. That's not a big deal. No, no, no. A hundred years isn't a big deal. But if the point of it is, when when I read Mao. And Mao's problem, and he, he admitted it, was was feeding people. It wasn't the Russians or the Americans or the Japanese. When they when they finally seize power, the biggest problem that Mao faces is feeding all of these people, because it's the way to secure. And these big factory farms and factories that build televisions and this stuff. If we can't, if he can't sell those TVs. And, of course, Mao's gone. But if they can't sell those TVs in this country, 
then those people won't have work. They don't have work. They don't eat. And the whole thing starts again. Um, Remember, communists and communists don't have a uh, conscience. Remember, no, that's not true. They look. They've been they've been in by revolution. They can go out by it. Uh, the um, but I, I look at this stuff, and I, I'm just so unsure to believe our own government over the Chinese or believe the Chinese over our government. Both lied. The Chinese, the, the Chinese spy equipment, um, there's no way radar didn't see this the whole time since that balloon started over. They saw it. And is it, was it because all the news agencies and politicians got hatted up and started talking about it that the Bidens did something about it? Well, the only time the Bidens did something about it was when it had already uh, yeah. done, uh, yeah. done the information yeah. and then it was over the ocean. Yeah. I mean, who cares? They already uploaded the uh, the information but, to their satellite. But, what, but what are they looking for? I mean, I I, um, I mean, I, I wonder what they're looking for, what they could not get in satellite technology and just simply dealing with us on a technological basis every day. The... The, the, I mean, if you think the Chinese are ruthless or more ruth, ruthless than the Chinese, um, Russia's nukes uh, were their only threat to the U.S. The Chinese, we're in bed with them. We're far more in bed with them than we are with the Russians. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah. But I, I also believe that uh, Putin will use a tactical nuke yeah. on Ukraine. Well, and then, again, and, and then again, the, the lousy question is, and if that's so... Because they're about to launch this big offensive, what what part of you belongs in the middle of that? We don't, oh, and man. the money we get to them is they're 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 taking it and putting yeah. in their pockets. Yeah. They're paying their retirement. They're paying their pensions. Oh, I agree. They're buying us Swiss uh, chalets, and <sighs> that's what we draw. Our weapons are going on the black market over there. Oh sure, our, uh, the rifles and everything. Yeah. One our tanks. Yeah. They'll sell those tanks after they're done with them. You take care of yourself. Good call. Well thought out. Uh, we go to Frank. Frank, you're on the radio show, 22 after 10. Good morning. Hey, Peter. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> That's good. Hey, listen, you know, I viewed the State of the Union stuff. I mean, it's it's really not even – it doesn't rise to the level of political theater anymore. It's just mm-hmm. silly. But um, I, I think that it helps to view the union, I think, almost like a you would like a physical body – and there's different parts to it. And so to say just the State of the Union, like it's just one thing mm-hmm. that, that, you know, doesn't have interacting parts and, and movement is kind of silly. And, and so, you know, you have to start thinking about breaking down the different parts. I mean, the union is more than just the economy, although I think most presidents now view it, you know, they view it as just the economy mm-hmm. is going one direction or another and therefore good. Um, but it's, it's everything else. It's the level of discord it's the level of a uh, uh, of trust in the government it's it's uh, an ability to respond to day-to-day issues for the average person and in all of these things I think that we're you know obviously I don't think anybody can say the State of the Union is strong I think the State of the Union at best is probably um, neutral or surviving or or you know, in need of repair in certain So what, what would you say? I mean, what, what would you, if you gave your, and you are kind of doing that, what do you, if I were to say to you, so Frank, what is the State of the Union, you would say? I would say right now it's, it's 
troubled. Yeah, troubled. That's good. That's, way that's very it. good. Very good. And I just, I think that, you know, I really get bothered by it. The, the presidents, and it's not just Biden. I mean, it's oh. every president does this. Everybody has to be fact checked to death because they're full of baloney from the get go. And every party's president does this. It's not. This is not. This is not a democratic alone problem. Um, so you know, let's be honest. You, you got to be honest about what's going on here. And so uh, you know, I think that you have to parse out what is. I, I think it'd be so refreshing to have a president who actually comes up and says, hey. you know, the State <laughs> of the Union is it has yeah. issues, yeah. and here's where we see that there's issues, and here's where we think we can help improve these issues and i just think it'd be so so refreshing because nobody i couldn't you know i watched most of that but you have to watch it just looking at it like well this is just a bunch of baloney anyway our cheerleaders and and and, yeah go go look at the uh, ones that made sense um fdr fdr in 42 country's in trouble you know country's on the ropes uh that ronald reagan speech is the one that just i remember we were talking about it yesterday it's like the light got turned back on. You know, he always did that shining city on the hill. And right, right. we had been through Johnson, Nixon, I say the sadness of Jimmy Carter. And here's this guy standing there. And he's telling you, you know, hey, did, I don't know if you're old enough, but Reagan always had my trust. Yeah, I mean, I was I was pretty young still, but mm-hmm. I, I remember basically my thoughts on Reagan, even when I was young enough to have a, opinions about these mm-hmm. things is that I felt like he pointed he he mm-hmm. took over such a kind of a dour situation yes. that it had almost nowhere to go but up but yes. he was also the right guy to do that yes he was not a he was not a negative human being yes. and I think that it was half the battle there's a wonderful um, there's a wonderful book entitled the nightingale song and yes and it's about the United States military and it has Schwarzkopf in it and, you know, has all those uh, very incredible men and women who arrive for Desert Storm. And as the story goes, no nightingale sings until it hears another nightingale sing first. And Ronald Reagan is the nightingale. Isn't that wonderful? And I think that's true. Oh, there's no question. When Reagan sings... The Nightingale song, I mean, all, all of these guys that are light colonels and brigadier generals and who have waded through the sadness of Carter and the insanity of Nixon, and and they hear the Nightingale, and they stay and they build this yeah. military that, by the way, George Bush so misuses uh, in, yeah. in, in when it turns to desert, uh, when it comes to enduring freedom, the invasion of Afghanistan and the invasion of Iraq, that he misuses um, this wonderful organization that Reagan builds. I have to give, you know, you got to give the devil his due a little bit. I thought Biden did a better job, you know, and maybe mm-hmm. it's just because we, we didn't see him literally like fall down. But he, you know, I thought he did a fairly adroit job mm-hmm. with that uh, uh, cutting Social Security issue because yeah. – it, it, he took what was a little nothing, one person's uh, position to, that we would have to cut Social Security to help save it, and turned it around on people 
to a point that he got the hooting and hollering going from, of course, the, uh, you know, the coups. It's like pro wrestling, but, yeah. I mean, I I thought it was fairly cute because he, he then looked at him and said, hey, great, you know, we're all, we're all on the same page. I'm so glad to hear it, you know, and, and turned around on him. Now, you know, I but this is once again where he could have had a moment there, a bigger and better moment where he honestly could have said, look, we're not talking about cutting Social Security, but I would invite everybody to be intellectually honest about this and to understand mathematics. Yeah, but he was, we are going to have to do that. Yeah, but you know what I thought? He was pimping them. That's what I thought. Oh, yeah, he was. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he wasn't going to pass up the chance to make no. them look like idiots. I mean, why right. not? He, I would, too. He, yeah, but, that, like but it wasn't like all the Repubs. It was that one goof and a couple others and... And then, oh, yeah, and then Marjorie yeah. Taylor Greene. No, nah, but, you know, I look at that like, you just pimped him, dude. You didn't have to do that. To me, that the State of the Union, and I think, I think when they all heckled Trump, and, but you go back to these moments where there are these guys, you know, there's Roosevelt, and then there's, you know, uh, when Dwight Eisenhower's standing there and Ronald Reagan, and then we turn around, we see this guy, and I'm going, please, for heaven's sakes, we've lost our way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can't. Uh, I really. Yeah, he's a scary individual. Oh, I, I don't I, because he's he's out to lunch. He seems so yeah. obviously out to lunch. You take it's care. Scary. Thank you, man. Yep. All right, from the wall. Uh, FDR cheated on his wife. Yes, and his wife cheated on him. It's like for another moment. Uh, and we got Alan Samuel coming up. But my friends, Danny Kaplis and Kaplis Law Firm. Danny, only lawyer in Colorado history to win five straight multi-million dollar jury verdicts in motor vehicle cases. Dan and his partners, and Danny, a lot of the guys working on Danny's team now, uh, they were former DAs, so you got, a lot of, you got a lot of courtroom time, highly successful firm, great lineup, six former deputy DAs, now using tremendous courtroom experience, helping the survivors of serious crashes. Kaplis is a decent man. Danny's law firm believes, talks cheap, experience counts, results matter. The firm would be happy to share with you its track record of outstanding jury verdicts and out-of-court settlements. And Danny, Danny's firm believes that if you, who you hire says so much about you and how you're involved in this. I say it all the time. Family went through something a few years ago. I picked up the phone. Cap was not because we were pals, because it was professional. And well, maybe because we were friends. But boy, he came like the wind and spoke the truth. So faith, integrity, hard work, and dedication – you need the right help. You need Danny Kaplis's help. 303-907-5003. 303-907-5003. Kaplis Law. C-A-P-L-I-S Law.com. 303-907-5003. He is my colleague and he is my friend and Dan Ka- and just doing the Dan Kaplis spot. Alan Samuel. Alan, where are you now? I am in Savannah, Georgia at the uh, 8th Air Force Museum this morning. Um, What's it like? <laughs> What's it like? <laughs> I would tell you, if you have never been here, uh, it was actually a friend who recommended it to me. I'm, I'm here in Savannah for a uh, a big uh, firearms distributor show, but I had some time to kill this morning. So a friend said, come over here. Um, they've got la- the last B-17 ever made. Um, they give you a whole tour basically on how the 8th Air Force really was the 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 tide turner for us in World War II oh, and the uh, European theater and just kind of I mean, killer artifacts here. I I didn't even know it was here. I literally just stumbled into it. Where is where is it again? Morning. Where is it again? It's it's in Savannah, Georgia, hmm. the Eighth uh, Air Force Museum. So wow, um, is it big? 
I mean, they said they're expanding it right now. They're adding a B-24. Mm. Um, I, I told them the story when I was on the tour that one of the um, M3 aircraft machine guns that we actually have in our inventory is an original Colt actually came out of a downed B-17 post-war that was amnesty registered in 1968. So the tour guide was actually quite interested. Like I had just gone through this whole uh, video presentation on how the the gunners on a B-17, you know, uh, operated during World War II, especially the the guy on the bottom. The ball. The the ball guy. Ten hours he sat in that little thing. And um, so they gave us a whole, you know, we got to actually climb around a little bit in their B-17 this year and just check it out. It was pretty amazing, um, uh, you know, piece of history that we got to check out. And you were there for, for a business reason as well. Take a, se- a second with that. Oh, yeah. I'm down here, actually. I'm, I'm buying guns and ammo and accessories for the store. So um, it's one of our big dealer shows. And it's it's sort of the uh, must-be-present-to-purchase at uh, a good pricing. So that's why I came to Savannah, Georgia last night. This, so. this guy is amazing. And I tell you, his shop, it's called Machine Gun Tours, but it's a, it's a gun ammo store. It's equipment store. And they do the tours. You go and fire full auto and... He has become just a great friend, a great teacher. I've been through his schools. Um, the correct address, and you guys are there. Uh, you got you have a show today, or what are you guys doing? Yeah, we're so we're in multiple places. I'm in Georgia. Um, our assistant store manager Carson and Ian are actually working the uh, Tanner Gun Show this weekend, which is in Loveland, Colorado, right there at the Budweiser Event Center, right off I-25. And then the store is open today from uh, 10 to 6 p.m. So. We got people in three different places. I'm obviously the furthest <laughs> one away, and I'm playing a little bit before I've got to go to work. But uh, yeah, that's it's it's going to be a pretty big weekend for us. I missed you on the mountain yesterday, man. The snow was like it was killer. Uh, snow. I love that picture of you. You yeah. had a huge smile. Oh. Like it, it didn't look too cold either. No. That was the other thing I noticed in your picture. We, I said he looks like he's having fun. I we I skied uh, Tuesday and uh, and yesterday, and it's like you know what they call it's those chamber of commerce days you know you got hero snow you know you can't there's no ice there's no grabbiness you know the snow's the the track is hot oh yeah with gary i was with gary and my boy well let's we'll we'll get out when you get home but again machine gun tours six days a week i'm gonna give the address again it's one two five five zero west colfax avenue in Lakewood, Colorado. We're basically the Denver West exit in I-70 right there by Colorado Mills and Denver West Mall. you got to walk in, you guys. If you're a firearms person and the people that are there and you get a tour of their full autos, and this guy's the man. I love you, brother. See you when you get home. Thanks, man. All right. right. Thanks a lot, Peter. All right. We'll get back to open lines, 303-696-1971. Give your own State of the Union. I thought that was very good. Uh, also, we're talking about it was it'll be a year on the 24th of February. Uh, Vladimir Putin announces the special military operation invasion of Ukraine. Uh, all things and open lines. It is yours. 303-696-1971. Little band from Texas. 1039-21 before 11. 710 KNUS. Morning, everybody. 710 KNUS Weather Center. Weather is beauty. Sunny 55 and 27 tonight. 50 Sunday and back to work. It'll be 48 on Monday. Got a cool middle of the week coming. 710 KNUS, thanks for being here. Uh, let's go here. We go to John on one. John, you're on a radio show, man. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Peter. What's going on? And you. 
How you been? <laughs> Who's this? This is this is John Fabricatori. Oh, hey, brother man. I didn't know. I just saw John on the screen. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's been a it, it's been a little while since we talked. Oh, sure. So, uh, so yeah, so um, you know, I, I guess you wanted to talk about the immigration issue. No, I did not. But it's okay. You can call and talk about it. It's like open lines. <laughs> All right. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd gotten a, a call that you, uh, you know, you were interested in, uh, in that that bill twenty three eleven hundred. Which no, I, 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 who called you? Oh. It wasn't me. Oh. I mean, it's, I'm glad oh. you're here. Don't misunderstand. I'm not trying to blow you off. It just that, that that's this is it's never mind. Go ahead, please. Hey, yeah. So uh, you know, this is this is John Fabricatori. I'm former field officer. Oh, did, was it Ste- was it Stefan? Did, did... Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. Right church, wrong pew. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so yeah. So this 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 bill that uh you know came came before the uh, the Colorado House would would, would limit all uh, immigration detention enforcement in the state of Colorado. So you know this bill, uh, along with the uh, you know previous bill that was voted in 1911-24, pretty much keeps uh, the state of Colorado you know a, a fully sanctuary uh, a state. Mm-hmm. So you know. So we, we wanted to just get it out there that people should well, be reaching out. Well, to let's their do this. Let, let, let's do this because it's. Let me put you on hold. We'll fo- put a show around it. We'll get it to Stefan because you got me flat footed. I really, John. I I didn't prep for any of this. Um, all right, all right. How, what was the vote? Was it? Was it? it, it, it yeah. So so yeah. I, I testified last Tuesday. The vote was seven to six. So we were able to uh, actually turn two Democrats. That's amazing. I mean, it truly is amazing. Um, can you now move these people with? I mean, with the little I heard, what's going to happen? So it, it goes to uh, the Senate next, and uh, you know, I'll, I'm hoping to testify there as well. And okay. uh, you know, we'll see. We'll, you know, we'll we'll see what we can do with that. If not, we just got to continue to fight and uh, okay. you know, hope that okay. we can uh, well, you know get get Colorado back to where we need it to be. All right, let me put you on hold, and, and you'll speak with Blake, and let's put this back together and do it right. Because I, I really, you're 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 ahead of me. Fair enough, brother. Okay, all right, let's go here. I would go to David on three. David, you're on a radio show. 1042, 18 before the hour. Hey, David, thank you. Uh, thank you for taking my call. Uh, my question Turn your radio you down is, behind you. Turn your radio down behind you, please. Hold on. Hold on just a second here. Turn your radio down, please. Okay. All right. Uh, my question to you is: Do you think Donald Trump could win re-election? No. I do. Okay. As an independent, not as a Republican, as an independent. If he won as he an independent, get- he he would he would wreck what's left of the Republican Party, and the Democrat will walk it in. No, it wouldn't. Okay. He would get Democrat votes, he'd get independent votes, okay. and he'd okay. also get okay. Republican votes. He'd okay. win. Uh, there wouldn't be, you know, if he ran, do you think if he ran against Newsom, he could lose to Newsom in Colorado? Well, you're look, you're setting up California, all these, you're, you're, setting up, you're setting up all these strange scenarios. The answer is, when is the last time a third-party candidate won? Well, 
No. What, the, the, only, answer is the, never, what, the, the answer is it did not happen. No, but a Republican didn't win when when it ran. Sure, Donald and Trump was, was a Donald uh, Trump ran as a Republican and won. Reagan won. No, Bush I'm, is, I'm, listen, I'm to listen to me. Listen to me. The Bushes won. Uh, Reagan won. Clinton I mean, won. Clinton won. Was a Democrat. He was a Democrat. As a so, Democrat, because Ross ran against H. W. That's my point. Now you just made my point. Well, I'm just telling you that. I know you are. Exactly but, right. You're okay. exactly right. But I'm telling you, okay, that Donald Trump. Donald Trump can just do away with the Republican okay. Party. Right. If the Republicans, he, the Republicans uh, don't want okay. him. All right. Then he can just destroy him. And okay. That's, that's, well, that's, that's that's what he should do. That's terrific. Destroy him. Yeah, that's great. Destroy him if that's what the Republicans want. If, the, all right, if that's well, I got one. All, one, all Republicans all right, want. Okay. Well, then, then just do away with it. One more question: Did, Ron, did Ronald Reagan really win the election? Well, the second time he overwhelmingly did. Okay. I don't all remember right. the first. All right, you take care. All right, we go to Gary on line two. You're on a radio show. Good morning. Oh, hi, Peter. Um, yeah, I, I listened to the State of the Union, and I did for one reason. I just wanted to see if Joe could get through it without having one of his both, senior we, we both did that. You're right. I did it as well. And uh, and I was surprised. He, he kept it together. You know, I thought he was right on point. He screwed and a couple a huge, up. Yeah, he screwed a couple up. Yeah. But, yeah. But, but you have a unique perspective because you know what it's like to live with a 79 year old brain yes know, i do about so i mean uh, so you uh, you have an understanding of he could huh. biden may have a few a few slips but it's not like catastrophic well what he there's a couple of things that he did that i witnessed and i find myself like when he got to going to say the name of the um, ambassador the you um, the ukrainian woman and you could see it on his text, and it was that was a tough name to to uh, pronounce. So he just jumped and called her the Ukra- Ukrainian um, president, or excuse me, ambassador. But he gets into that reedy, uh, off his voice changes. It's very high and tight, and it's not. He doesn't emote. And to yeah, me, right. to me, it just seems like um, he's practiced. That's I, I, that's what I believe. I certainly don't know it. He practiced that speech in front of people numbers of times. He was probably being fed it. He had, he had the um, speech in front of him. And um, you're right. He got through it. But it was, yeah. hard, it was hardly the kinds of – where I'm mentioning Reagan, the, the, uh, the powerfulness of a Reagan State of the Union where, you know, he really had you. And, yeah. and not one time did Joe really have me in that speech. Yeah, no, I the, the last State of the Union speech I, I enjoyed was uh, o, uh, Obama because he was just an yeah. incredible orator. He truly was. I agree. And uh, just one last thing. Uh, I, I find one similarity between the document scandal and this balloon thing. You know, with the documents, first they found it at Trump's, and then they found it at Pence's, and then yeah. they found it at Biden's. And what do you know? Yeah. First they found one balloon, then no. they found a second balloon. Yeah, That's great. So here, here comes balloon number yeah. three. Yeah. Well, it's like, it's like my grandma said about mice. There's never just one. And, you know, I, I, I worry about people trumping things up. We, uh, I, I so fear the military-industrial complex in this country looking for a fight, finding fights, selling equipment. 
Uh, they want you on edge. They, I think one of the purposes of fake talk radio is to keep you on edge. I think that they're trying to, they sell fear as a fear factor. And, oh, absolutely. And so when, you know, I, who knows what Joe really does think or if Joe is being told what to think or what to say. But immediately after the uh, State of the Union, he goes out on the tour and he, he's in Pennsylvania, he's in different places. And they're saying, oh, he's going to run for re-election. I, I would be so amazed if Joe runs. they got to find a place I, for Kamala and, like, Columbia University, the head of it, or some walkout. And, um, I, don't think, I don't think it's going to be Biden or Trump. No, I think it's no. going to be a, a different yeah. Democrat and a different— I, I, And thank God, because I want to see a Republican win, and well, hopefully that, that will be the result. I, and I watched—and this last guy talked about how Trump destroys from the inside— taking that picture and putting it up on his website that this guy's grooming teenage girls with beer, um, DeSantos, and I'm going to myself, that picture is old. It's maybe more than six years ago, seven years ago, somebody flipped that picture when he was running for office and tried to use it against him. And I thought, that's dirt. That's just called dirty lowdown. It just has no place. But in Trump's world, it has a lot of places. And like I said, here's a guy accusing... This guy of grooming girls when he graduates from Yale, and he's get, grooming them with beer and everything. And this is a guy who has clearly has unprotected anal sex with a porno star. And they got to pay her off while his wife has just had a baby boy. And you're going to send me a picture of this guy, uh, if it is him, drinking with, with high school kids. I mean, and this is the place you go, you, sir, you just have no bottom, you know, and... It, it speaks more and more volumes all the time about who this guy really is. Hi, right, man. Thanks, Gary. We're underway. 303-696-1971. State of the Union address given by Smoke and Joe. Did you watch it? There's been enough critique on it. What would you give as a State of the Union address? Also, uh, we were talking about the Chinese and taking technology and how you and I and everybody else that's flat screening and buying Nikes, we, we built the Chinese army. The multinationals do business, but the Chinese take what they want. And now the Chinese accuse the United States of lying as the world about the surveillance aircraft. What? Who do you believe? And we're also talking this morning, it'll be almost a year since the invasion of Ukraine uh, by Vladimir Putin it was 24 February 2022. 303-696-1971, the full line, no full lines, lines are open, sorry. Ski season, I skied um, Tuesday, and I skied yesterday with Gary DeFrance, we skied. And Winter Park, I can only speak for Winter Park right now, and I'm sure it's true with the whole front range, the snow is unbelievable. We started out, it was two degrees, sun came out, you know, you're like 27, 28 degrees, the sun's out on the mountain, it's like 40, it's like you can ski, and we have, I always called it hero snow. Like you can really, you can edge and cut and you can ski some pretty difficult stuff and skis are staying with you and the snow is good. And Larson Ski and Sport, get all your new gear for the season when you're ready to go out there and have some fun. Take it from me. If you need any ski or snowboard gear, go to Larson Ski and Sport. If you're looking for a day or season rental, Reynolds, <laughs> Larson's has the great rentals available. And by the way, all this new ski boot technology is coming that the, you know, we're talking about the buckling these things in. And that's apparently the buckle part, the boots are coming to an end. Um, the guy, I ski on rosignols. Somebody said, what do you ski on? I can ski on rosignols. I got them last year. They're 
They're the best. The guys at Larson's will take time to get to know you and your family and match you with the right brand so you can enjoy your time on the hill. So if you're a snowboarder, if you're whatever you want to do with skis and rent skis for your kids and grandkids and have them fitted and just, you know, snow snowshoes and warm clothes and it keeps going, they're a big wooden box store south of I-70 on Kipling. So you're going westbound on I-70. Come to the Kipling exit. Get off on the exit. Come down the ramp. Make a left. Go. There's a tunnel right underneath I-70. Come out the other side. There's the Crab Shack. Next to the Crab Shack is a big wooden building. That, seven days a week, is Larson Ski and Sport. John Marriott at Larson's and Paul and all the people, the kids and men and women. See them. You will be knocked out by how good they were. Larson Ski and Sport, South by 70 on Kipling. Seven days a week. The website is L-E-R-S-O-N-LarsonSport.com. It's a great ski, sh- and it's a great family-owned ski shop. It's big. 303-423-0654. 303-423-0654. See my friends. All right, what does this say? Um, love Ronald Reagan, but remember his nodding off during meetings near the end of... Yeah, he was... He had the beginnings, and it's, like, interesting, the stuff now we know about Reagan, when he was... He knew... On some level, he clearly knew that it was catching up. The Alzheimer's was catching up and a great sadness. And I don't know if Joe Biden recognizes it. It is 10.53, 7 before the hour, 7.10, KNUS. All right, everybody, it's 10.57, 3 before the hour. Coming up on the other side at 11, Dean Singleton will be with us, of course, Ran the Denver Post, other newspapers. He's one of the smartest guys I know. Actually knows or knew Vladimir Putin. And we'll talk about all of these things with that man. Coming up, Dean Singleton on the other side. It is a Saturday morning. Sunny, 55 will be the high. 50 on Sunday. Stay right here.